When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast. Before we start, everybody thank Cammy for reminding me that I had to do a podcast tonight. So, <laughs> I'm Martin and I'm joined by Cam, Wolf and Ross. Well, it feels like it's been about 10 years. All I heard was my name there, Martin. <laughs> How are you, Wolf? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, very well indeed. See, Despite this- last night. Nobody would believe me, but see, just before we started, Wolf's stream was perfect. I swear to God, Ross, how are you? I'm okay, mate, eh? Very good. Loving the hair. Cammy, how are you? All good, mate. Looking forward to uh, a good chat tonight. A bit of therapy. A bit of therapy, yes. Yeah, so we are live on YouTube and Twitter. Um, so if you're watching on Twitter, please do give us a like and a wee retweet. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a like, um, give us a subscribe. Um, so let's talk a wee bit about last night. Ross, mate, I'll come to you first. It was a strange feeling at the at the end of the game. I'm going to be honest with you. Normally, after a defeat in Europe, it doesn't matter who it's against. You know, there's a, there's a, not a lot, but there's anger there, there's disappointment. But at the end of the game, I just felt numb if that makes sense um, you need to remember that they are they're a Champions League quality team Martin do you know what I mean and we are we've said it before we've still not got out of first gear this season yet for me um, so you weren't expecting to beat them were you mm. really really if you be honest if you'd have mm. got a point at home against Leon, it would have been a good result um, but to get beat 2-0 we never got disgraced or anything so I, I, at the end of the day we, we never really we never really tested their goalish Kent had one shot he saved um, but apart from that I thought the game was actually a bit scrappy to be honest I I think that's why I felt so strange at full time Cammy because well, number one I was expecting a lot more for Leon I was expecting it to be a lot better than what they actually turned out to be. But I think it was also because if that was the Rangers team for last season, I do you know what we could have still got beat, but we could we might have won. And I don't think there was any point last night where it looked like we were going to even get a draw. No, to be honest, we after a, a bit of an atmosphere early early doors, usual first five, ten minutes. Um it just it, it turned into it, it didn't feel like a European night. 
You know, mm-hmm. it was just it was it was it was flat. You know, I mean, it's like we we obviously lost the goal. You know, great finish. We could uh, dig into how 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 it got to that point. I thought we reacted pretty well to it. Um, created one or two sort of half chances. from Kent, but over it, I I just thought get to half time, get to half time, regroup, come out the second half. We never laid a glove on them in the second half. There was no uh, my, my war cry. There was no tempo or intensity, and that is the we, we aren't moving the ball quick enough. And I think that mm. was that's the for me that's the, the main problem at the moment. Uh, we're just not moving the ball quick enough. You know, Morelos is uh, you know feeding on scraps for the, the last six weeks. You know, the, the number of chances that have been created for the strikers is. Uh, Actually, pretty embarrassing. Can I just say we've got <clears throat> before I bring in Wolf, Ian. Um, hello and good evening from sunny Texas. Hello, Ian. How are you? And Dale. Hello from Los Angeles. So we seem to be quite popular in the old US of A tonight, which is always good to see. If anybody, of course, is watching out with Scotland or out with Britain, um, please do get in the comments. In fact. Even if you're in Scotland or Britain, get in the comments and tell us where you are. Uh, well, I've got a comment for CGM that I think kind of sums it up. Let's see if you agree. Um, it just felt it was a fairly damp performance. Would you agree? Yeah, it was fairly. It was fairly proud of. I mean, it, looking back on the game, the way I described it on the way up the road last night was Leon did to us what we do to teams in Scotland. You know, if they'd wanted to step it up and absolutely hammer as they could have, same as we do to. Usually St Johnsons and St Mirrens and you know all, the, all these kind of kind of diddy teams. You know what I mean? If if, if Leon had if, if Leon had a mind to take four or five off, as they could have done it quite easily last night. I think. I mean, Cammy nailed it. There was absolutely no tempo last night. It was everything was so slow. The build up it does my fucking head. In. The build up mm. was really really slow. It was just, but it doesn't help when you've got you've got Ryan Kent running about with an injury because you I mean he's clearly been injured for weeks. You know, and it's. It's possibly going to do him a favour that he's now out for a period of time. You know what I mean? Because I mean he shouldn't have played against Celtic, but he did. Mm-hmm. And if you've got that sort of injury, you don't go over it in two weeks. So he shouldn't have been he shouldn't have been playing in the last couple of games. But I understand why he did play him because he always keeps trying. You know, but that's that's one of the reasons the strikers aren't really getting the service that they need. You know, but I'll tell you what, we'll come to Ryan Kent every minute. I love how Wolf always jumps the gun and gets straight in there with the meat of the subject. Let's uh, just kind of finish up on the old Leon game because we, we did have uh, our match reaction last night, so we won't spend too much time on it. But Ross, Ian Moore again in the comments. I thought both teams were quite poor. Difference being they have world-class talent to take those half chances. Is that Does that pretty much sum it up? Aye. The first, the, the first goal is just, that is world-class, do you know what I mean? If, mm-hmm. if Anybody does that in any game, it's it's a goal um, worthy uh, the champ uh, the Champions League, which is where they should they they should and usually play. Um, but in all fairness, we've got players Aribo, Kent, etc. that can pull off their finishes as well. But the difference being, as I say, we just don't look. You've kind of alluded to it yourself. We don't look as if we're firing on all cylinders in the front three positions. I'm seeing a comment, Cammy, for CGM again. I think Aribo up top slows things down. Now, you, me and you spoke. I was on the way home, folks, right, in my car. And I tried to phone Cammy before I left to work, and then Cammy phoned me. And I was stuck in traffic for about a good 45 minutes. And by the time I got home, I was still on the phone to Cammy, right? Um, 
But you, you were telling me on the phone, the, the whole season we've just looked slow. There hasn't been that high tempo. Um, and I don't know, is that a tactical change by the management team? I really don't know. I think it, the manager alluded to it in his presser again today. It's not been an ideal, an ideal pre-season. Players coming back, COVID, injuries. You know, there's, there's, there is a lot of mitigating circumstances. However, we've not had consistency of selection because of all those factors. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's just players are at different levels of, um, of, of sharpness. I thought, see, like, like say Kamara last night, that's probably one of Kamara's poorest games in Europe for us. That's usually yeah. the, the stage where he, he, he shines brightest. However, he's just coming back after a lengthy suspension on that. In Europe, so he's maybe he's just trying to find his feet a wee bit against a a, a very technical opposition. You know, it's I, I would love to say this is the the, the reason behind everything, but the, even when Rangers are winning and winning and winning, tempo and intensity and getting the ball, we're taking an extra touch. See, see for me in the middle of the park. See, instead of taking two and three touches, we're taking five, six, seven touches to get the ball for there to to the to the switch to the the fullback sort of thing. You know, it's just I just think we're uh, we're quite predictable at the moment. I think we need a we need to find a spark from somewhere. Um, just maybe something, maybe a a junior Bakuna to come into the mix as a player that's fresh and different sort of thing, you know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's going to be uh, Kevin De Bruyne in the middle of the park, but I just think it's very samey, there's nothing fresh and it's just uh, very repetitive and I think um, we, ju- we just need, maybe need to, to freshen it up a wee bit. Just before I bring you in, Wolf, you obviously have to go a wee bit earlier than night. you're leaving at about 22 quarter two, why is that? Because I've got a, a previous commitment. Well, sorry, I've I've spoke to them. You're allowed to advertise it. What have you got on? Good, good, because I mentioned that I mentioned those six times on their pod last last week. So I'm uh, I'm jumping on the Blue Heart 1872's uh, new weekly Friday night podcast, uh, and go. I will mention their Apple as much as I can. But one of yes, the boys, Big Stuart, counted it last week. He said I got six mentions in, so not too, well, not too bad, not too shabby. Right, so that's one, that now two for Blue Heart, and we'll make sure we get another four in before the end of the podcast. So if you're watching 8 o'clock and you want to see more of Wolf, because who wouldn't want to see more of Wolf, you know? Head over to the Blue Heart 1872 YouTube channel and check that out. Right, well, CJM again. Uh, I'm not sure of uh, what you make of Sakala yet. He clearly needs games, but when do we play him? Also thought Bakuna would have got on for a Rebo, not Sakala. Again, this was part of mine and Cammy's 45-minute phone call. Um and, as, and basically what I said was, it's it's not fair to judge Sakala and Lundstrom yet. And obviously we can't judge Bakuna because he's not had any time in the park. Until they get a consistent run of games, how are they going to get a consistent run of games? I think I think now Sakala could get a consistent run of games uh, that, now that Kent's out. But then Scott Wright might get that consistent run of games. Hmm. Or or he might, swap, he might swap them about. We need to try and get some consistency in the team. But I mean, he might he might go we're right on Sunday, and then put Sakala in on Wednesday, and then put right and then put right back in in Dundee, or he might just let right have the three games, or he might let Sakala have the three games, you know, or he might put somebody else in. You just don't know because there's been no consistency in the team. But we need mm-hmm. they need runs of games. I mean, I mean, Lundstrom 
touching on Leinster, to me, I thought he, he had his best game for us last night. Mm-hmm. He wasn't great. None of them were great, but he was one of our better performers last night, particularly when Davis went off. You know, and he was more central. So, is there a, is there a case to leave Davis out for a couple of games and put, put Leinster in to give him a wee run in the team, see how he gets on? Because we'll not find out how these players are if they're not playing games of football. And aye, and, and Ross, it's not fair to judge them on 15, 20 minutes or the odd start here or there. And just just very quickly on Lundstrom, um, has it already, maybe I'm getting this totally wrong, but I'm just going by what I see online, has it already got to the point that Lundstrom can do no right? I think what, what's happening now is we're still, Ryan Kent, as he's ability to, is, is out of form. So why is Sakala right now getting that place? Why why have we got a squad full of players who don't seem to be able to come in? Lundstrom's not doing the job. I hear everybody talking about how how good Stephen Kelly is and uh, this guy, Bakuna. And, but we, we don't seem to... Davis at 36, 37, still playing every single game for us, whether it be against Dundee or whether it be against Leon. But, but, so what, we've got this big inflated squad and the only position we seem to be rotating is the the one position you don't want to rotate, and goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why when Kent's off form, um, Morelos, is, Morelos has not been great this season, let's be honest. We're not giving Sakala a run through the middle, we're not giving Wright a shot, we're not giving Sakala. For me, it, it comes down to having a, a big squad, but not being prepared to use it. And even for the bench, we don't really use subs. When you can see a game's gone away for us or something's not working, we wait until we concede the goal or we wait until 83 minutes and then give these guys seven minutes to mm. go on and try and make an improvement. Do you go along with that then, Cammy? Um I think a lot's been spoke about, about Gerard's substitutions and the times of his substitutions and stuff like that. But with regards to kind of Sakala, Bakuna, um, how do we get these guys a consistent run? I think what the manager in his presser today said that we've got four game, uh, three games in six days. Obviously, last night, Sunday, and then Livingston. If Bakuna doesn't get minutes over the next uh, the next two games, I will be very surprised. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see um, what happens with regard to Davis getting withdrawn last night. Um, you know, I mean, I think we're approaching the time for for him to retire from international football to prolong his club career. Zakala, I think, he's had uh, niggly injuries. I think uh, Ross makes a point with regard to that Brian Kent carrying an injury and, and what have you and why have we not brought in. Wright got an injury at, like before Ross County. He was then, I think, one of the ones that missed the Celtic game. I don't know if he was isolating. There's always just been Hadji then gets an injury the sort of players that you would say would naturally come in and do the same sort of job as uh, Ryan Kent haven't been available. So that is a uh, some form of mitigation. My worry for Zakala is that he likes space in behind. I don't think he is going to get that playing against uh, teams in the SPFL. So is a, does he actually suit our style for playing, playing in Scotland? I'm I'm not really I'm not really too sure with regard to that, but I think we've now got a position. I don't think he'll take any chances with Morelos with a, with a hamstring niggle. So I think you might have an opportunity to get Roof Zakala and potentially right as your front three for the next couple of games. 
Just a <clears throat> hello and good evening to Curry Muncher. Uh, evening, lads. Hope you are well. Um, as far as I can tell, we're all good. Um, although this has probably been one of the most depressing starts to a podcast in podcast history. Um, but there you go. Right, well, just get slightly back onto last night's game. Um, was there anything that Gerard maybe could have done different tactically um, to approach the game once the game started, see the way the game's going? Or are we never going to move for this kind of, I say rigid, I know it's fluid, but it's 4 3 3. No, I don't think he's ever going to move from that, to be honest. Um, I mean, the thing that can be said at the start, the, the biggest problem last night was a lack of intensity, and it's been, mm-hmm. been there all season, you know. And I mean, the, the taking the extra touch on the ball, that's what cost us, that's what cost us both goals. Because, okay, mm-hmm. the first goal was a great hit by the boy, but if we don't dally on the ball on a halfway line, they don't get possession, so they don't score. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. simple as that. I mean, I'm not saying they wouldn't have beat us anyway, because you've got to remember they're the they're the top rated team in the whole competition at the moment until the Champions League teams drop into it in the new year. I mean, they were the highest coefficient of the teams in it. I mean, they were Champions League semi finals two years ago. You know, so they are a good they are a good side. But I mean, from our point of view, as Ross said, you could have made the substitutions an awful lot earlier. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, the game was the game was crying out for substitutions. He took Kent off because he got injured. He could have taken Kent off at half time because he was doing nothing. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was it was vastly. We, we seemed to improve a lot when the roof came on. You know, because Liam was sitting back a bit because they were two and a half up and they were quite happy and they've got a big game at the weekend. But could he could he arguably have brought roof on earlier? See what was you know see if that, that would have made a difference. Mm-hmm. Because because we, we don't know how Liam would have been under pressure because we didn't put them under any pressure. No, you know? this is true. This is very true. And um, um, I'm always a wee bit worried with people who just have one letter. But uh, I thought the lads on the rabble last night were bang on with their analysis. And I can believe that because John Walker was on, but Jamie Duff was on as well. So I don't know where you're, where you're getting that for because Ross will back me up here. Jamie Duff knows nothing, doesn't he, Ross? Jamie Duff is a wise man. <laughs> I'm so glad you took it that way. <laughs> I wonder where that was going now. <laughs> it was like a slow W, wasn't it? It was. Um, aye, so basically, I suppose the, the, one of the positives for us to come out of last night was the other game in the group finished nil nil between Prague and Bronby. So we've played the hardest team. We've got uh, what is it? Prague next in a double header against Bronby. Um, we should be looking to take maximum, if not, you know, was it, what would that be? Ten out of twelve in the next four games. I don't really know what the other sides are like, Martin. I've not seen any of them, but I know that in Europe under Gerard, we've beat better teams. So as yeah. you say, you're, you've got to win your you've got to win your two home games and then potentially beat one of them away. Definitely nine anyway. I would that would be the minimum you would be looking for, um, and then hopefully. When the, by the time we travel to Leon, they're already through and they're resting players or um, are, are, are any kind of reason not to play their strongest team and hope that we can get <laughs> something across there. First comes to the worst, put three goalies in goals and five centre-offs or three, whatever. Just whatever we need to do to go there. But I feel as if we, last night as well, we've done it. We, see when we try and sit in, we are a team that presses and, and plays better. Attack's mm. the best form of defence for us. I feel as if when we sit back and invite teams on as well as look yeah, guilty as if we could concede goals. I know, I, I have to agree with you. It was, it was, I, I kind of want to move on, Cammy, but 
there's just there's just a worry for me that we have we've changed a lot since last season and I know we've already mentioned it, so I'll just bring this to you really quickly. And I know Cami and quickly sentences don't really go together, but there's just no the same intensity, there's no the same press, and we look a different team. Ah, yes. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is a total. You think back to the the big European games over the last two or three years, particularly. I mean, obviously we were talking about the, the game last night. It was just a pale shadow of the, the sort of. But we moved the ball quicker. You know, what I mean, it's like I, that's yeah. nothing. That's nothing I thought to do with fitness for me. That's just. I, I don't know. It's just I don't know if we've become complacent. I don't know if it's too samey. I think they're all. Uh, they're all they've all been coached within an inch of their life, so they know that the they know the system, they know the, the way that they play. But I just think we need we need a bit of, a bit of devilment, a bit of guile. You know, what I mean, it's like see going in on going in on Sunday, you've got one sitter and you've got two players. The two number eights are playing and creating, getting close to the strikers. You know, what I mean, Morelos hasn't been at his best, but it's not just the responsibility of the two. The two forward players, the two midfield players, have to be breaking forward and supporting. You know, and uh, Davis and Kamara are Davis and Kamara needed at home against Motherwell. No, no, for me, if everybody was available, I'd be going Davis, Aribo, Haji. That would be that be my sort of idea for a three in the middle of the park. Right and Kent is your two wide players. And Tommy, you've been onto the Motherwell game. We're nowhere near the Motherwell game yet. Sorry, but I just think that. The, the, it all comes back to no moving the ball quick enough and the, the yeah, pace intensity that, and that's it's repetition but if, we're, if we are slow and laboured and we start slowly it, it's, a, it's a real grind to watch us you know mm, but if we start with a tempo but I don't know is the fitness there across the, the squad to allow us to, to press at that intensity that's for the, the sports science people to, to decide but it's certainly the first couple of months of the season uh, we haven't really uh, got a second gear. And we're still top of the league. So there you go. So we haven't really played that well. We've already beat them and we're still top of the league. So the future's bright. The future's... Well, you know the rest. James Gilmore is watching for Creef, lads. Now, I've heard of Creef, right? Whereabouts is it? It's near Perth. Perth. It's near Perth. Is that... Just before Perth. Is it just before Perth? I thought it was up Cairn Larrach. But there you well, go. if you're coming my way, it's just after Perth. <laughs> um, right, well, f- finishing up then, final final thoughts on the Europa League. Uh, all right, we've been, we've been beating the first game by supposedly the best team in the tournament, and you're one of the most um, positive Rangers supporters I know, so you're going to tell me that everything's going to be all right, we're going to get through the group, and we're going to make it all the way to at least the semi-finals, aren't you? <laughs> we won't get as far. We won't get as far as the semi-finals. We'll get. We'll get out of the group. The we'll, last the group. We'll, finish, we'll finish second behind Leon. Because Can Leon, be, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. As as Ross said, hopefully Leon scud everybody. I'm going to take. We go to France in December. They, they, they've got their. They've got the cigar and brandy. Out. We take something off them to finish second, and get into the into the playoff into the playoff round in February. Hmm. And then that, I mean, that that's against the Champions League dropout, so that could be against anybody. So I mean, you can't even begin to think how if we could get through that because you don't know even potentially yet who that's going to be against. So uh, right now I would take that. Right now I take still in Europe in February. I would take that right here, right now. But we'll have to go, have to go to Prague and not get beat. Hmm. 
You know, but you but using everybody's everybody's theory at the start of the season that we can't play in front of a crowd, then we'll hammer Prague because the game's behind closed doors. So we should, sl- <laughs> we should slaughter Prague. <laughs> Sorry, Cammy, you wanted to jump in there. I think you can. We can qualify, finish second or third. I think there's some convoluted way you that you, you don't want. You don't want third. Third, third puts you into the conference. In the conference league, you don't, we don't want to be messing about in there. But t- there is an argument that we could potentially progress further in the conference league than we, we will in the Europa League. So that's my, my. You know, I think the main thing is that we don't finish bottom of the group, and we do have football, European football, after Christmas. Whether that is the conference league or the Europa League. Right, very, very quickly. Sasha the dog, 16 miles outside Perth. Now, did you know that or did you Google Maps that? You know what I mean? That's what I want to know. Sasha um, lives in Perth. Does, does Sasha live in Perth? Right. Sasha Just lives in Perth. Pretty much spot on with it. There you go. And there's loads of grief jokes in there as well, by the way, but I'm not even going to go through them. Right, Ross, what and, did... And on the subject of grief, before you go, my, as you know, my, do- my daughter moved into University Halls yesterday. And our flatmates all started arriving today, and one of them's from Creef. But just apropos nothing at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I never thought Creef would get such a mention on the podcast. <laughs> right, Ross, one thing we did uh, learn from last night is that Ryan Kent has suffered an injury if he was not already carrying that injury. And it looks as though I think the, the early signs that it's going to be at least four to six weeks, but in my mind it'll probably be slightly longer. Yep, um, you know yourself, mate. I, I absolutely love Ryan Kent, but I agree with what Cammy said earlier on in the pod. Maybe, maybe a rest will, will do him really good because mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Sometimes I, I feel as if he's just out of tune with the rest of the team. Like, like last night, that's that's not like him. The second goal, especially, it, it, it works his arse off to get back in, makes a tackle, and then ties a step over on the edge of his own box to give the ball away again. Like. I obviously he absolutely terrorises Celtic, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But Ryan Kent, um, for me, it'll be a big miss because as the boys said, he's, he's somebody who works, works his ass half off the ball and gives you a bit of magic on it. But it's a chance now for Mr. Sakala or Mr. Wright mm-hmm. to, to come step forward and, and stake their place for a, a, a stake their claim for a place in the team. That that is not easy to say, by the way. So fair play, to you. that's not easy to say. No, genuinely, I've tried to say that before, and it isn't easy. Cammy, me and you discussed this again in my forty-five minute phone call. Um, you should have just wait, recorded that phone call and made it. Should have just, and then just I was, I was exactly going to say. I was about to say exactly that. Was I was about to say exactly that. It just very quickly is Ryan Kent near Creef. I've got no idea, Sasha. <laughs> I don't know where Ryan Kent is. Right, um, it's 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 Friday night. Ryan Kent's at the four corners with the rest of the goths. Ah, right. <laughs> <Is he? laughs> See, <laughs> um, I think uh, we'd heard rumours that from the start of the season, you know, Ryan wasn't right. He was carrying this injury. Then we had obviously heard rumours that he wasn't in fact going into the Celtic game and he probably shouldn't have played. Um, so is this maybe something that we could look at the manager and go, well, I mean, was, was it really that necessary to play him? Now he looks like he's going to be out longer. I think it's been a an injury since pre-season. He didn't he didn't get a full a full pre-season in. He didn't play a lot of the pre-season friendlies. I think he's been chasing his uh, chasing his tail ever since. I think he's one of these guys that uh, I don't think he'd be a great poker player because you can you can always tell when he's uh, 
when he's pissed off, his body language just that he's just not looking happy, comfortable. Doesn't he look? He just does almost as if he knows that he's carrying, he's carrying a wee niggle that mm-hmm. that burst that burst, and he's almost trying to protect. Um, the fact that he played the Celtic game, I think the hope, and I think the manager alluded to it today, was that he rested up during the international break. Um, but again, at Perth last week, I don't think he looked particularly comfortable at all. So he's going to be a huge miss um, because even Ryan Kent, that isn't operating at his best as uh, our, our main creative, uh, creative player, but I don't want to see Ryan Kent and the Rangers starting eleven until he is a hundred percent fit because he's doing himself no favours and he's not doing the the, the team any favours. Um, so for me, hopefully the the scan only allow it's only as the manager predicts for maybe forty six weeks we get him back towards the end of October. But um, we just have to. What's the point of a squad if we don't we don't trust the other guys to step in? You know, I mean, I think it, it it says a lot about the trust that Gerard has. I still think he only trusts a certain amount of players, and I think that's that's been a, a minor criticism all through his tenure. I, mm-hmm. I think there's times I think there's times he's looked behind himself in the in the dugout, and he hasn't trusted the people behind him. We have probably a stronger squad now than we've ever had over his over his uh, over his time, but it's still the same players that come on. It's some of the same players that come off. It's a bit, of, um, and I just think we need uh, we need to make a decision who's who the replacement is for Ken over the next six weeks and run with it. If that's Scott Wright, then give Scott Wright the next six weeks, and it's his opportunity to grasp. Yeah, I mean, it could very well be Scott Wright. It could be Sakala. You can maybe see. I mean, you're running quite thin after that, aren't you? Possibly a rebo roof playing out wide, but then Alfie might be injured, which we're going to come to. But, well, I've just come back to Ryan Kent, because I just measured about three or four items on the agenda there in a very short space of time. That if, he, if he has been carrying this injury for the start of the season, a bit like I said to Cammy, it would go a lot to, to, to say why his performances have been... And I, I don't want to say really, really poor, because I don't think that's fair, but just nowhere near the same standard that Kent's been. No, but it's, I mean, it's not just Ryan Kent. The whole team's not been anywhere near the same standard as they have. Been. No, that's true. I mean, the whole the whole thing's been, as we said, as I said earlier, the whole the whole thing's been a bit a bit kind of a bit laboured, a bit a bit lax to, to what it was last year. So, I mean, if you're looking at it really in depth, is that because they're compensating for for the way Kent's playing? Is that mm-hmm. dragging them down to that level, or you know, I mean, it's I mean, the whole the whole thing when playing against Celtic, I believe he was told on the Monday he had no chance. And he said, "Look, I'm just going to play. I want to play because I want to play against them, and then I'll rest up for two weeks." The management team should have been strong enough to say, "Look, yeah. for the good for the good of the rest of the season, you're not playing against them." I mean, okay, they're ter- they're terrified of them, right? But he's but they probably shouldn't have played them. Mm-hmm. But then, if you're if you're not going to third ball, he'd be a pinball machine, as was once famously said. So, you know. <laughs> right, so. Um, just before we come to the next player, I want to talk about um, a wee bit of an unsung sung hero in the last kind of few weeks. It was obviously announced today. Um, Cammy, I'll bring this one to you because I think you've got the email. Um, the tickets for Dundee have come out, Dundee away. Um, and I think was it £30 plus £7 delivery? And there's no way of getting round about that £7 delivery, is there? 
so I'm told you I think you can collect from the you can collect yeah. Yeah. Uh, as um, as per usual um, there's not great communication on this from the from the club on on social media you know but it's like as, as we were talking earlier as well said it could be an impact with regard to the time frame but we don't play there until next Saturday so surely you could be working in the ticket office tomorrow and everybody gets their tickets Tuesday, Wednesday at the latest without having an additional cost for what is a ridiculously overpriced ticket in the first place. I mean, £30 for Dundee, St Johnston. It's <laughs> no wonder Scottish football's dying when it's uh, charging fans uh, charging fans that to go away from home. But £7 Rangers are just taking the pee with that. In their, in their defence, Cammy, the seven pound. There's nothing they can do about that because that's that's how much it costs to send a, send a, a letter of that size in that manner. That's what the post office charge. It charges you seven at six ninety five. They'll make five pence from every one they send out. So from that point of view, you can't blame the club, but they should be able to send a normal post, which, mm-hmm. which incidentally they don't charge you for. You know what I mean? Aye. Mind back in the olden days, right? You, you two no, I'm too young. You guys will only remember this. You used to submit your voucher for away tickets and you would send a blank check and a blank yeah. check. And if you were successful, you got a ticket in your stamped addressed envelope. And if you weren't, you got, your, your, uh, you got all your stuff back. What, what's right. changed? That was, that was 25 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. it's twenty-five years. This was changed, but yeah, it, it's it, you're telling me that the Royal Mail's that bad that we can't post stuff on a a, no. a Saturday there, or a Monday. There, there must be, but we've we've got we've got James Busgill over here, right? He's bring he's bringing in contracts all over the place for all sorts of stuff, right? Surely mm-hmm. he can go to a courier company and say, "Look, we're going to have all these away games with all these tickets we need mailed out, right?" Can you guarantee his next day delivery for two two pound a two pound a letter, right? And we've got three thousand of them every two weeks. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money to a courier company, mm-hmm. you know. And it's what a quarter of the price that the Royal Mail's charging. Surely mm-hmm. somebody at the club could could get that sorted out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've got a far more important question on this, Wilf and Ross. I want to take this to you. Um, is Dundee away near Creef? <laughs> Must and be by the way, Dundee's near Perth. Is is Creef on the A eighty two? By the way, why the fuck are we talking no. about Creef? You know what I mean? I don't know why. I, I just, just have, I, have anyway. I stumbled on a travel show podcast? Have <laughs> Mar- a travel Mar- show podcast. Mar- Martin, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you not used to be a fucking bus driver? And you don't know where Creef is? Uh, yeah, I used to, and I used to do the coaches of an into Perth Broxton. So yeah, I probably should know where Creef is. But anyway, back to the football. Um, Ray McArthur uh, puts in that nah, I'm a postman. They are taking the push, sending the tickets, special delivery. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't even really want to put too much light on this, Ross, because um, I don't go to away games, so I don't know the the processes of tickets and sending tickets and getting tickets. Um, but what's your thoughts on it? Because I don't really want to say too much and get something ridiculously wrong and look like an idiot as usual. Also the same, mate. I don't go out of the games either, so I'm in the exact same position as you. Martin, this right, is, moving this, on. Martin, before you move on, this, this is the first game that hasn't been the standard postage option. Right. St. Right. Johnson tickets were sent out by standard post. 
You can get the special delivery if you want to pay the seven pound. If not, you just, then you'd be just sending them out. This time, there's not even that option. Next and I don't year. know why that is. No idea all why I, that is. All I seen online was that the tickets were thirty-seven pound. I think they said, and I'm well, thinking th- that's that's uh, a bit much for an away ticket. Not realising yeah. it was a postage. Yeah. Um, John McCluskey. With Wolf going on to a Rivals podcast, can the Rabble ensure his security and safety <laughs> over the coming weeks? Now, Ross, I will take this to you. Obviously, uh, Chris Sutton, being Chris Sutton, um, loves a bit of attention. And he tweeted last night that him and Neil Lennon were not allowed in to cover the game for BT um, due to safety concerns. Um, what do you make of that? I mean... First of all, I think it's nonsense. I don't think it's got anything to do with safety concerns. I don't know that. I can't say that for a fact. But what I do know is that Chris Sutton's kind of proven my Rangers don't want him anywhere near the club. They, the two of them are the kind of guys that yeah, you wouldn't want in Ibrox anyway, to be quite honest with you. As you say, they got their way to, they make a career essentially out of taking the piss out of Rangers and Rangers fans and touring themselves about for attention. So that's the... Why would why would Rangers let them in? Do you know what I mean? I, don't, mm. I would I would bar them all. To be honest, I don't even let the players in for games. To be quite honest, with you. <laughs> Chris, Chris Sutton hasn't been allowed in, in inside Ibrox since since March last year, I believe. I believe he's not been allowed in our stadium since March 2020. So why would we let him in last night? I didn't know that. I genuinely didn't know that. I didn't know that till today either. But uh, another. Diff- another podcast. I won't use the word rival because there's plenty of room for all the Rangers podcasts. Of so I wouldn't course use there is. I wouldn't use the word rival like John did, but another Rangers podcast earlier today, I heard that, that apparently Sutton was told in March 2020, you will no, no longer be welcome here. And on top of that, he's also a columnist at the Daily Record, so why would Rangers let them in when the Daily Record are banned from Ibrox? Listen, Cammy, again, it just goes to show that, you know, the man's an idiot. And he, he loves attention. He's tried to... I mean, he, he argued with one of our managers. Now, regardless of how successful or unsuccessful that manager was, he tried to make one of our managers look like an idiot live on the TV. Why would we want him uh, anywhere near Ibrox? Yeah. See, the thing with Sutton is I've I've seen him on BT Sport on doing the English football, and he actually comes across okay. It's just, see when he's talking anything to do, he's just a troll with regard to social media um, and just wind, on the wind-up constantly. See, at the end of the day, Rangers, Rangers fulfilled their contractual arrangement with BT Sport. That's that's all. Rangers, Rangers can have who they want in as, uh, as, as that other idiot for the, the BBC and the, the one that wants to be a politician, Michael Stewart. He's not allowed in either. Please, you know, so it's, please don't get me started on him. Rangers are quite we, Rangers are quite within our rights, but I think we're we're in a position over the last few weeks with regard to everything, with regard to the the fan media, the the daily record, all that sort of stuff. It's all it's all just bubbling over. So we things like that are given uh, added added sort of uh, importance. When at the end of the day, it's no important. You know, it's just uh, these guys are trying to stay re- stay relevant. And Lennon apparently going to seek legal action. You know, uh, yeah. I mean, seriously, these guys. But, are but why, Cammy? You have to ask, right? Why would, why would BT Sport without if they didn't want if they went trying to antagonise people? Why why would they even ask to get Neil Lennon in? You know what I mean? Because it's the two. Like there you go. The comment. There you go. See, 
CGM hit it right on the nail. Why would they? Why would they use them? See if they'd said, "Look, we'll bring, we'll bring in Chris Commons and even John Hartson." Rangers wouldn't have had a problem with that. You know what I mean? Okay, Hartson's is despicable, but still in, you know, co- yeah, Commons, Commons and Petrov, whatever, somebody like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no. I mean, Neil Lennon, former manager of our greatest rivals. He was. He once. He once shouted sectarian abuse at the Rangers support and sparked the Rangers scarf during the game. You know what I mean? And they're asking me to come into our stadium to watch. To watch. Nah, I'm sorry. Nah, not for me. No, listen, I get it. I get it. Um, to, on, uh, let's be positive now. We've got 20 minutes to go. Wilf, are you wanting me to let you go just now? That's 20 to 8. What's your next, what's your next topic? We're going to be talking about Balogun. And it's going to run over. It's going to run over five minutes anyway. Right. Well, I'll I'll disappear. Grab a cup of coffee before I go into Blue Heart. Uh, all right. Enjoy it, well. Thanks for coming so. on. No bother. Thanks for having me. Cheers, and I'll bro. speak to you all again soon. Cheers, guys. Right. So Balogun Ross, um, he was brought in obviously before the Celtic game due to his having no right back. He was excellent. Is Ross frozen as well, Cammy? What's going on here? Uh, I'm not too sure. Ross is frozen as well, so Ross will come back in. Right, Cammy, talk to me about how good Balogun is. We've went for 42. I know, I, th- I thought he was uh, I thought he was decent last night. To be honest with you, I think even if Alanda had been available, I think Balogun, Balogun played a, a great number of the games alongside Golson last season. So uh, the manager favours uh, Golson and Balogun, particularly in the, in the home matches. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you can understand he had a... They had a car crash, a performance against Malmo, so I think that kind of uh, yeah, that's obviously fresh in people's mind. But he's followed on from uh, he's obviously excellent performance at fullback against Celtic. I thought he uh, he obviously played, but I think he the, my only worry with regard to Balogun is he is one a bit like Halander that we will need to manage. I think uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Simpson involved over. Maybe not Sunday, but certainly Wednesday night against um, against Livingston because it, it's like we are a bit thin on the the ground. So it's mm-hmm. I think Golson might have uh, uh, rotating partners over the next uh, few weeks. The busy schedule, but I Balogun last night I thought was very was very good, and I would say probably our, uh, one of our best players. Uh, there wasn't a a low day seven out. Of t- I think. He was a seven out of ten performance. I don't think anybody last night went beyond seven out of ten. Um, but I, I think he'd done everything that you would want from him. But we'll see. We've got a comment in for him, and I don't know how true this is, right? But Balogun is class. My mate, who is a Wigan fan, told me he was a budget real <laughs> Ferdinand. Him and Tav were both bargains. Do you know what? I, I totally agree with that. Balogun was an absolute bargain, and he's proved it, Cami, by like you just said. The last two big games for us, obviously, Celtic and Leon, he didn't put a foot wrong and he looked composed. And there was a lot of supporters out there worried, especially more so the Celtic game because he was playing it right back and he's proved everybody everybody wrong. Before you come in, um, no, I'm not calling you a liar. I'm saying I don't know whether to believe it. There's a difference. Sorry, Cammy. I, th- I think I, I, I had, fr- I had uh, friends that are Wigan fans as well back in... Back at the start of last season, they were they raved about him during his uh, during his uh, his spell there. I think he went there on on loan from Brighton. I think it was, mm-hmm. uh, and I think he. I don't know if he signed after that. I'm, I can't mean the actual ins and outs of it. But listen, Balogun, I, I, the Rangers fans love a 
love a whipping boy, you know, and there's, there's certain players get uh, more stick than others. And I mm-hmm. think uh, Balladin's probably one of them. Um, but again, he's reacted really well to a, a poor performance against Malmo. And that's all you can ask. Listen, none of, no professional goes through their whole career without making a mistake and of having course. nine out of ten performances. He's reacted. He's a good professional um, very experienced alongside uh, alongside Golson. I don't have a worry for the the, the spell that Hollander's out. That Golson and Balogun's probably going to be a, 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 a pairing in probably eighty percent of the games. Well, it's funny you should mention that, right? So Hollander's going to be out till at least Christmas. Um, so the backup we have obviously is Jack Simpson and Calvin Bassey and possibly young Leon King from the B team, but I think he suffered an injury as well. So I put out a tweet, a poll, because I know how much you love a poll on Twitter, Cami, um, basically saying should Gerard attempt to dip into the free agent pool, stay with the squad, or my third option was delete the tweet, which by the way nearly won, um, but the majority said stick with the squad, so with while Hollander's out, are you happy with where we are, it's, uh, it's especially at the back, I'm asking about the back, so are you happy with where we are in defence? Well, I, we are a touch light, um, I think that's uh, obvious, we always say Nico Katic, a way to get much mm-hmm. needed games, I think the manager said that, he says he needed to go and play I think you obviously don't bank on Hollander getting uh, getting that getting the injury, but I think we, you know, I think going in my issue with regard to going into the free market is this is going to be a guy that's probably trained on his own unless he's 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 had access to a club. He's not done a pre season. Mm-hmm. You bring somebody in, but at the the seventeenth of September they're going to have to go through a pre season. You could be the end of October before 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 they're available. They come in on a free, they're probably going to want a two-year contract. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's not as uh, as simple. I think we just have to hope that everybody stays fit and healthy. I think um, Simpson and Bassey are your backup options. Simpson hasn't pulled up any trees so far. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that that doesn't doesn't mean that he doesn't grasp his opportunity now. Sometimes, as we've spoke about other players, you maybe need a run of games. He might get. That opportunity, if, for example, uh, Balogun was to get injured, it would probably be Simpson that came in. So, does he maybe need a run of games? I I don't know. Um, But I think we we just have to hope. The thing that slightly concerns me when Rangers give a, he will be back in December. A lot (laughs) of people, right, a lot of people think that means that on the 1st of December that um, Philip Hollander is going to be back training. That could equally be the thirty first of December. You know, I don't could, think uh, you could be in January, late personally, January. P- personally, and I'm I am actually a positive. I, I I do try to be positive as much as I possibly can. I don't believe we will see Hollander back until after the, the the winter break after the Celtic game. It is it is very important that he does come back for that because Balogun goes to the African Cup of Nations in mm-hmm. January, so we lose Balogun for three weeks in January. At that point, I think we do have the option if Nico Katic has played 20, 25 games. If Nico Katic is like oil reports are, he's doing brilliant on loan. We may look to then bring uh, Katic back for the second half of the season. So it's good that we do have the. Uh, the recall option with regard to that but 
you've got Leon King, you've got Kyle McClelland as the the B team centre halves. Young McClelland was on the on the bench last night, as you said. Mm-hmm. I think I think Leon picked up a picked up a knock against uh, yeah. Air United in midweek, but I don't think it's a it's a bad one or anything. But I think they will be very much emergency cover. I think you're looking at Golson, Balogun, Simpson, Bassey as your four centre halves. And then doesn't McClellan. tell me we're the most confidence in the world. It, it, it doesn't, however, you know, it, it, you know. I think our hands are tied a wee bit with regard to um, what we've got. We just have to hope that everybody stays, everybody stays fit. But we will have to, I think, be careful with Balogun because I think he is, he's over thirty, and um, I think susceptible to picking up we, picking up we knocks, and I think. Uh, very much like Hollander, and that's why the two of them worked so well that none of them were being asked to play five, six, seven games on the bounce. Mm. Uh, they, it was like one, two games, and then one would come in, and um, so on, and so on, and so forth. But yeah, we are a little bit light, but that's um, that's that's for other players. I always think it's an opportunity. I always uh, in in a when somebody is out injured or unavailable. It's, that's why we have a squad of 25, 26 and it was only six weeks ago that everybody was telling us that we had two two fantastic squads so it's up to these guys to when they are given the opportunity to, to grab it Right, just before we go on to preview the Motherwell game can I just say to everybody thank you for watching um, we are obviously we only started last November so we're still one of the smaller Rangers podcasts out there, but we are live on YouTube and Twitter, so please do retweet, tell all the bears you know about the podcast, like it as well. We are getting really, really close to 3,000 subscribers on Twitter, so, eh, on Twitter, on YouTube, you can tell I'm an amateur at this, Um, so if you want to help us get towards that free care, that would be absolutely phenomenal. We are also available on Patreon, where you can hear more from myself, but more so the outstanding Cami sitting, I would say next to me, but he's noise from really he's miles away. Um, the link is in the description if you want to sign up and help support the podcast on Patreon. And can I just apologise to everybody because I'm going to have to bring somebody onto the podcast now who you're going to be absolutely fed up seeing to help us preview this Motherwell game. <laughs> he's not beautiful, but he is bald. It is Jamie Duff. Jamie, how are you? You all right, man? I just, oh. These two of yous are struggling there, I thought. I better just try and jump on and help them out. Two stars left and you two are scrambling about trying to find something to say. <laughs> Sorry, Cammy, no you. No you at all. What do you mean, no you? Martin, that hair's looking brilliant tonight. I was just thinking they're watching you like a superstar sometimes in the telly. I am a superstar. At least 40 people know who I am. <laughs> right, so we're looking ahead to Sunday, Jamie. You've just joined us, so I'll go to you, yeah. Cammy. Um, no, I'm only, I'm only kidding, Jamie. <laughs> it's looking as though Alfie's going to be out. I haven't seen or heard how long, how bad the injury is, but it's looking as if we're missing him for Sunday. Yeah, I seen that this morning. It's it's never good now when we see somebody's injured because we actually, I know we talked about this a lot, but we don't. Then it turns into months and weeks and whatever. We don't actually know much, which might be right from the club not to play their hand or anything like that, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's a catalyst to a lot of the things we do. I know Cammy's a big fan of him as well, so it's a, it's a gutter. But listen, Roof can play through there and he's, he can be deadly as well. So we might see a different side of uh, Kima Roof. 
It is good to have that option, Cammy. Of if you don't have Morelos, just bring on Roof. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, I think the the jury is still out with regard to Roof and Morelos's ability to play together as part of a front three. You know, they're both fantastic players, but sometimes. Um, one's better without the other sort of situation, mm-hmm. you know. So I think some of, some of Roof's best form last season was when when uh, Alfie was out the team suspended or with a with an ugly injury. So I'm not I'm not I'm I'm obviously hopeful that Morelos it's only an, a wee niggle, it's only a wee tight a wee tightness in his calf. A couple of days a physio and a sports massage I mean fantastic. That's uh in you're not going to push him too too much because what you don't want to do is he then ends up with a four or six week injury sort of thing. But I am quite excited to see Roof um, Roof through the middle, and I think injuries are almost going to force us to try something different, and that mm-hmm. might that might not be a bad thing over the next few games. Jamie, do you? There's obviously a rumor going about that you have actually been sent to the naughty room. Um, can, you, can, can you confirm or deny this, please? No, no, not at all. As you know, this is the boudoir up here, so it's trying to sort the lighting out, so it looks a wee bit better. But I, no, no, not at Nothing's all. Nothing's going to make you look better, mate. I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to bat a stick off my mates because people keep saying that boy's actually roasting you for the way you look. Uh, I know. <laughs> What's going on here? Sorry, uh, yeah, that's I, a grey jumper. I, that's a grey jumper, by the way, not green. Can I just can I just jump in here I, in the defence and. As uh, Jamie knows, after we chatted yesterday on all things Alfredo Morelos, Morelos has scored this season just to reply to CGM. Um, he did score up at Ross County, so he has scored this season. We are only five league games into the season, I I believe, um, and I think he's only played. He's only he didn't play the first game of the season, so yes, he's not at his best, but. He is still the number one striker through the middle, uh, in my opinion. I respect CGM's uh, uh, opinion. However, Morelos, we take Morelos out of the team longer term and we will struggle. Mm-hmm. How, do you you see, how do you see the game going, Jamie, on on Sunday coming through a, a difficult night in Europe? Let's be honest, you were on the match reaction, you covered it. Um, we're going to have Kent out, Morelos out, so there's going to be some changes to the team. How do you see it going? We should always be expected to beat Motherwell regardless. So these guys are going to be coming in, right, roof, folk like that. Um, but I was looking there, Motherwell, Motherwell have started really well. Um, and he's got them playing a different style of football than we have, we have ever used to have Motherwell playing, let's be honest. So um, danger man up front, the big boy, Van Veen. So um, no, the only positive there is um, Stephen O'Donnell's back in. So positive <laughs> on that one, especially if we Sakala gets a start against him or whoever it will be, Scott Wright. That's a big positive because um, I don't see the player in him at all. Um, so I'm expecting to win as usual, Martin. Oh, of, course, of course, you're always expecting to win, especially at home in Motherwell, Cammy. But I watched the highlights of the Motherwell Aberdeen game because I do the best of the rest on our Patreon. Um, we watch sports scenes so you don't have to. That's my model. <laughs> I like that one. Do you like it? Do you like it? I, I, I never stole that. I swear to God, I never stole that. Um, please don't tell me Cammy's now. Cammy, you've got some effect on folk on this podcast. We man. are having a nightmare, man. Thank God you, oh, you came on. Cammy, are you back with us? Ah, he's back. Cammy, are you back? 
Aye, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Sky, blame Sky Broadband. I'm blaming everybody's broadband tonight. If Jamie hadn't come on, this would have been a one-man show. Uh, I was just saying, I watched Aberdeen versus Motherwell. Um, obviously, it was 2-0 to Motherwell, but Aberdeen had loads and loads of chances. Motherwell, done what Motherwell usually do, they sat back and hit them on the break. Um, it wasn't the most convincing performance for Motherwell, I'm not going to lie to you. Aberdeen were by far the better team, but they are dangerous on the break. I know, I think yeah, they always cause us... Uh cause us problems you know it's uh, never a never a great watch Motherwell to be honest with you it's uh, they're, they're, the, the game last season obviously where big big Cedric uh, got us out of jail later on you know but I always think these home games you just want to score early mm-hmm. the earlier, earliest you can score the better yeah. No, I completely agree. And um, the show would have been called The Martin Rabbles. It would actually have been called The Martin Rabble. I wouldn't have probably a, made a plural, but there you go. And it would have made viewers. <laughs> if I was doing this myself, by the way, to have about 6 million viewers, it's all you that hold me back. By the way. Right, so what kind of team are we expecting to see, <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> Predict this lineup for the I weekend. Know. Um, because the one, the one thing we have seen, sorry to interrupt, is he's changed the goalkeeper a lot. Now, the one thing I want to see on Sunday is McGregor in goal. I 100% agree with you there. Um, I said, I put a chat, a wee comment on about continuity, but it's time to now do that. We need to try and go. And I think we're probably, we're hands forced in having that in the back four anyway. And the, mm-hmm. in the goalkeeper, it's got to happen now. It probably took about 10 games last season for that to happen as well, which is a bit kind of weird that that happened this season again. But I think we go with the back five as what, it's got, what it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I, I, I don't want to see many. I, I, I would only change the players who were forced to change. So if it's Kent and Morelos, then they're the two that come out. We replace them. Um, does David need a Davis need a rest? Perhaps, but I don't know. Man. I'm not sure. Carry on. Sorry, Camel. Just Sorry, I saw his broadband. Um, Lundstrom will probably get a continued better running the team now as well so you're probably he looking can't play that he can't play the same midfield that played against Leon Jamie I th- I, well maybe Lundstrom plays and then you've got um, Aribo and Kamara and it gives Davis a rest and then you've got um, Ruth Wright and Sakala up top it's a big it's a lot of changes for me I don't want that but maybe we're hands forced I don't know Cammy yourself I mean the midfield free it's a difficult one but is it is it the opportunity to give Davis a rest, or is there maybe think, not quite the depth there that we thought there was? I think the depth's there, but it's a question of uh, whether he, he's leggy, whether he's carrying an injury. I don't know. As Jamie knows, I do like to uh, jot jot down a team and uh, strategy sort of thing. So <laughs> it can't it can't possibly be. Sorry, Cammy. Why would Jamie know that? Can you explain? When we done uh, the Patreon, um, great my greatest non uh, non UK Rangers eleven, uh, I, I sent him it, and obviously in preparation for our conversation, and it was. And like how would mind- folk hear that, Cammy? How would folk hear that? They were tough to join up to Patreon and uh, and enjoy enjoy all the great content that we have on it. And where would they jo- where, where would they go to join, Cammy? Patreon. <laughs> the link in this description. There you go. There you go. The link's in the description. There you go. Sorry, Cammy. Carry on. Oh, but Cammy's like, he went all McBeal. Anyway, we'll not give it away because you should listen to him, Pedro. But Cammy went all McBeal on his man. 
It can't. It can't possibly be Lundstrom, Davis, and Kamara at home no. against Motherwell. Can it? That no. that cannot happen. Lundstrom had a better game last night. He was the best of the three in the midfield. It wasn't a very high bar last night, but he was better. If we are giving Stephen Davis the next two games off, which could potentially happen, and you play um, Lundstrom as the, the number six, the defensive midfield player, with Aribo and Kamara on the other the other side of him, um, possibly you could play Kamara as your could could play Kamara as your sitter. With Aribo again, Aribo drops back into midfield for me. Whatever, whatever happens, so it's Aribo, Kamara, and one other um, on on Sunday. Lundstrom might have had a better game, but see if Stephen Davis is feeling fit. You go mm-hmm. Davis, Kamara, and Aribo as your three on yeah. on Sunday, and it might be harsh on Lundstrom and how's he going to get a run of games and all that sort of stuff. Front three is Akala, Ruth, and uh, and Scott Wright for me. Wouldn't say. A front three as such, I would try to have Zakala and Roof almost playing as a two. Um, you know, with Wright able to to sort of float about and plenty of movement and flexibility across the three of them to to not just stick to the one position. Um, but I think it odd, a lot of it centres around Stephen Davis. To be honest with you, uh, if he is available, you, you can't really um, second guess until we really know that. Even if he's available, you know, it's one of those ones we should have enough in that midfield to be able to give Davis a rest against Motherwell at home, Jamie. And I just don't want it to get to the point because it's, I can't think of an analogy, right? But it's one of those ones where you say, right, we'll just play him for this game because this game's important, but we'll leave him out for the next one. Then when do you leave him out? What, once every three months for a League Cup game, you know? Especially when we're, we're not playing our best. So it's a it's a bit of a risk to then drop arguably your best player or your, your mm-hmm. catalyst or your main man in that position. So it is, it is one of the ones that like they might need to just bite the bullet and do it. And it might put we might get egg in my face for doing it, but we might not, and we might he might get the rest that he needs. I think Cammy, I think you tweeted today maybe there's a bit of consideration now for Davis, which it's easy for us to say about his international future as well. Um, we've seen a lot of players' careers get a bit of longevity when they do when they when they do that. And I know he's got that um the highest ever caps for an international player now. Maybe that's the time to say I've I've done it. Well I think he does love he does love Cammy though. He, he absolutely adores playing for his country. He's one of the few players that I know that will play every single game. And I'm talking friendlies against Iceland and I'm talking about the shop, not the not the football team, you know. He'll play in every game possible. And that, that is to be it's to be commended the fact that he loves uh, he loves playing for his country and he's uh, the, somebody responded to me when I when I posted that earlier on in a in a reply and they were like oh I'm I'm not ready for for Steve Davis to but I I look at it we're coming towards the end of a qualifying campaign I would hope that conversations have already happened with Stephen Gerrard Steve Davis and the Northern Ireland manager whose name escapes me um, but I think. I think it would just be a good, I, I just think it I think it would be a good time for him to prolong his Rangers career. I think it's um I don't want to uh, stop Stephen Davis from playing for his country, but you want him to be at his sharpest. And I just think international breaks, you think back to a lot of the players down south that they retired a wee bit earlier, but it prolonged their actual it prolonged their actual club career. 
You know, and I, I just think he, I don't think he's looked as sharp this season. I don't think he's, he set a huge bar last season. His performances were 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 constantly, you know, but I just think if he, if he starts on Sunday, he doesn't start on Wednesday night against Livingston. He has to, he no. has to, yeah. he has to. He ha- so I think what is the most important game out of the two? Sunday, undoubtedly. The, the cup, I we don't want to get knocked out with Livingston, but no disrespect. If we cannot stick, it'll not happen. If we can't stick Stevie Kelly as your sitting midfield player or Lindstrom yeah, as your sitting midfield player against Livingston, <clears throat> then we should we should just give up. That's these boys are, are collecting a wage, and Stephen Kelly for me is one that is the natural uh, replacement for uh, for Davis, but for for whatever reason after a an excellent pre-season. He's uh, played 10 minutes against Dunfermline in the last eight weeks and I think it would be unfair on Stephen Kelly over the, the next couple of games to expect him to parachute in after after hardly any football. Don't Please don't get me started on Stephen Kelly because we could be here for another hour, honestly. Uh, Jamie, I think it was CGM, I can't find the comment, um, who was saying, do we need Davis for Sunday? And look, it sh- that shouldn't be the case. But what a-, a lot of people are asking is, could we see young Bakuna? I don't know if he's young, actually. I don't even know what age he is. That's a terrible statement to make. But <coughs> could we see Bakuna on Sunday? Because at some point, we're going to have to start playing some of these guys that we've signed. I know. Um, well, we see. I, I think I would... My answer to do we need Davis on Sunday? I think we probably do. Um, I, for me, I think Bakuna needs to at least... Make a couple of sub appearances or something like that first to get yourself acclimatised. Maybe mm-hmm. but you don't know what's happening at the training ground, I suppose. But um, I think Davis starts if he's if he's willing and able, and then he, he doesn't start against Livingston. Bakuna needs to get some minutes under his belt fast now because it's kind of shown that Davis and maybe some others do need a wee bit of time here and there. So um, Stephen Kelly's a one that which is, I don't want to touch on it too much. We've, we've spoke about it a lot, but Gerard was saying in pre-season this boy is. Watching Steve Davis, he is the natural replacement. So everything Gerard was saying is this is the replacement. It's not transpired this season, but it's, it's early doors. It is early doors. I think if Kelly gets a chance, I'm he'll so glad Wally isn't on the pod. I swear to God, because he'd probably go on about a twenty-minute rant. Uh, is Bakuna fit? No idea, but I would imagine he's he's not match fit, obviously. But I would imagine he is fit. Um, right, he's so to round it off. Sorry, he was on Cam. the bench. La- he was on the bench yeah. last night. Exactly. So he's fit enough if, to play. If, if he's sit- if he's sitting on the bench, he's fit enough to play. Absolutely. Right, so how's Sunday going to go, Cammy? How many are we going to win by? Who's going to score the first goal? And what's next week's lottery numbers? <laughs> Uh, what the halftime draw lottery? Nah, I was going to say. Anyone in the gov, anyone in the govern rear two pounder ticket went up to five grand. <laughs> Don't be oh, shy, give it a try. That's <laughs> scandalous. That's he was scandalous. there at that plug than he was at the Patreon plug. Yeah, he's brilliant at that plug, isn't he? Um, been, right, so how's I've it going been, to go on Sunday, Cam? Uh, I think we'll win by a couple of goals. I don't think it'll be a. I don't think it'll be a scintillating performance, but I think we will. Uh, we will win a couple of goals for Kemar Roof. Jamie. That's my prediction. I'm uh, more pessimistic, as you know. So I think we're going to still plod along. I think we'll get a win, maybe 1-0. But I think it's going to be another passive performance until something really happens for us. But I think Roof might be the match winner again. for us. Well, as long as we win, I don't really care, to be honest with you. And Jamie, you're hosting the match reaction on Sunday, aren't you? No, no, no. Don't start that. 
<laughs> no, 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 birthday party on Saturday, and for a two-day party, so no, can't do Saturday nor Sunday, nothing. It's the last one to see me. I don't believe me. I don't believe you because you said you couldn't come on the night and then you messaged me. Draw me to jump on. <laughs> I don't believe you. I thought that like going to shut up up there trying to get away to sleep. I can help myself. <laughs> Anyways, we will be back obviously on Sunday with Jamie hosting for match reaction to that Motherwell game. Uh, big thank you to Cami. Big thank you to Wilf and to Ross as well. Um, everybody just froze the night apart from Jamie. Jamie's just such a professional. Cheers, Jamie. <laughs> No worry. Well, thanks. That's the nicest you've ever been to me. You know, I do. You're trying to get me hosting Sunday when I've said no. So again, just a, a big reminder to everybody who's watching: we are uh, desperate to get to that three k subs mark on YouTube. So, if you're uh, watching and you enjoy it, please do subscribe, like, tell all your mates we're on Twitter. Please do like and retweet. And Jamie will see you on Sunday. <laughs>